Delaware's Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL. All right, so one of the great contributors to Delaware, not just this program, but to Delaware, is Dr. Sandra Gibney. She's been out there even during the opioid uh, uh, epidemic, which continues, but it's uh, it's been overlooked in many ways because of the pandemic from COVID-19, but she's been out there in the at-risk communities uh, helping people, trying to get them into treatment and giving them Narcan and such like that. And, of course, during COVID, she's been out there with her team of 10 people, all wearing the space suits, going to the uh, motels up and down Route 9, 13, and uh, even uh, places where, you know, homeless are camped out and such, testing them for the coronavirus. She's also uh, doing vaccinating uh, for, for the homeless and others and has been a great resource of vaccine knowledge as well as distribution. Uh, so, Dr. Sandra Gibney, so glad you could be on. Thank you. Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm peachy. So, one of the questions we have actually is something you've answered before. Um, people worried and concerned, you know, is there any historical evidence, any, uh, any science that supports the Moderna uh, second vaccine being as... Uh, have as, have as much efficacy at 42 days as it does at 28 days later. And I think you answered that once before, but I have people asking me on the text line. So let's go ahead, go ahead and do that again. Yeah, so um, some people might see that there's a study that was uh, published in Lancet, which is a relatively, um, you know, prestigious medical journal in, in Israeli. Uh, Pfizer was looking at um, what a single dose um, would do, and the single dose seemed to be quite protective. Um, about 94% of the people um, were protected um, from having severe cases, and and um, so people thought that perhaps this Pfizer uh, with just a single dose um, might be a, effective. But you know, Dr. Fauci and others um, have expressed concern because of actually the durability uh, of that single dose, and we we know that the first dose. Typically, um, uh, wakes up your immune system, and the second dose um, becomes a booster. And studies have now shown that that second dose response is probably showing at least ten times higher antibody levels uh, than than the first dose. And you know, we had already talked about um, a two dose regime and how important it is to try to avoid um, the variants. Um, coming into play because we know that um, with subpar antibody levels, that will give the virus an opportunity to replicate in the presence of some antibodies and then we'll kind of select um, for some of these mutations or variants. So it becomes kind of a training environment if we only use a, um, you know, one day's approach. So um, we really think controlling the variants, um, and, and, you know, I've said this over and over again, although masking is critical, social distance is critical, vaccine is going to be the way to get us out of this because the more people we vaccinate and effectively vaccinate, then typically the virus will have no one to live in. And uh, without that, it's a parasite, and we'll basically extinguish it as we have other uh, contagions that rely on a host. Um, and, you know, that's where that all comes in. So I encourage people to stick with and, and get their second dose. It might be a pain, but we're really diligent about that because we know that that booster dose is going to give us the maximum amount of neutralizing antibodies when you get that second dose and that there's going to be a durability and a sustainability 
um, to those antibodies. A single dose may protect you, but maybe only for nine months and maybe not completely. So for those reasons, we really feel like people should go with the science, which was how this was designed, and get both doses. All right. Um, vitamin D. There's been some studies on this now. A lot of people feel like, uh, well, it, it's. we've seen some reports that suggest taking vitamin D can uh, provide some protection from getting COVID. And I remember there being some studies in the fall about using uh, lots of vitamin D uh, to patients who have COVID in order to uh, minimize some of the symptoms. Now there's a new study out. Is that right? Yes. So I'm going to tell you that currently there's at least 30 studies that are being conducted on vitamin D. Some are retroactive and looking at it, you know, post hoc after people have been infected and then looked at their vitamin D levels. But there's, you know, a study that has come out um, where they took uh, retrospectively looked at 240 patients who had moderate to severe COVID. Um, those folks actually during their hospital stay received a single dose of vitamin D3. Um, and then the others received a placebo, nothing. Um, this was conducted um, in Brazil. Um, and they found during the hospital stay there was no change in, you know, how many days they both groups, whether you got that single dose of high-dose vitamin D um, or whether or not you got nothing, um, but a shot in the arm had nothing in it, um, the the hospital stay didn't change. Now, this is just one study, 240 people in Brazil. I think what we're looking at with this vitamin D level is making sure that folks are not subpar on the vitamin D levels because I think, quite frankly, that's going to look at the overall robustness of the immune system and the person's health. So those people that come into COVID that are not well, we know will not fare well. Um, so, you know, the studies are still out. And when these things happen, just like last week, we talked about, you know, the use of zinc and high levels of vitamin C, there's going to be single, co- you know, single studies here, there. And, you know, we need to look at the predominance of the evidence. This is one study saying, to, you know, large doses of vitamin D. And, and the main reason is they want to make sure everyone that they did this to, afterwards they saw, okay, we were able to get a, a therapeutic or a blood level of vitamin D, which we feel is adequate, um, and they weren't able to see, see a difference between those two groups. So, again, I still encourage people. This is one study, and there's 30 more on the book. So um, I still st- encourage people to take a vitamin every day and not let their vitamin D levels go low. Yeah, because there's not a whole lot of foods with vitamin D. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, and again, sunshine's like activates, like you said, and uh, and so like I'm looking out right now, and it's snowing. There's no there's no sun out there. Um, so vitamin D activation by just sunlight is hard at this time of year. But you're right. If you're if you have like dairy insensitivity, lactose intolerance, it's really hard to get a lot of vitamin D because that's where you know most of the food products have it. Um, so. Just, just another, just another thing to think about. But you know, um, stuff's evolving with this, and people are looking at it. And you know, this time next year, we may have a whole lot of other things to say. And well, yeah, I mean, like I said, like you said, there's all these new studies coming out, and we're learning things. And uh, just this one single study, you never know. I mean, I mean, for example, um, long-term COVID symptoms. We're finding out now. Some people, I don't know how many. It seems to be a small number so far. Uh, are getting long-term symptoms like fatigue and and the loss of taste and smell going on for like 
months or so. What have you learned about that? Yeah, so they've looked at this out, you know, because they've been studying people now that have COVID, you know, the virus for about nine months now. Um, And they started initially, thought, well, you know, you got the virus, you got sick, and then you're good. You know, you got better. But they've been longitudinally following folks out for nine months now, and they've looked at what the long-term COVID symptoms are. And, um, you know, fatigue over and above has been the most. Um, and I can tell you anecdotally as well, you know, speaking to people that have COVID, they'll say, I am just exhausted. Like, it is so hard for me to get out of my way and do the things. And unfortunately, the other side effect that seems quite prominent is this loss of taste and smell. And, and that is unique to the COVID virus. It likes to live in the cells, in the nasopharynx, in the nose, and it destroys those cells. So, you know, when we a lot of people will waft an odor and they'll go, oh, my God, you smell that food? It smells wonderful. And that's yeah. all part of the taste and smell. So um, they had um, a group of people that they looked at and uh, hospitalized, um, and they found that at least 76% of people that were sick enough to be hospitalized had at least one symptom six months after infection, and that most commonly was fatigue and muscle weakness. Now, when people that were mildly symptomatic were not hospitalized, um, they saw that about 35 to 50% of people had symptoms for at least two to four months. Um, and the most common was fatigue. But they're also talking about some other things, poor work tolerance, like short, shortness of breath is going up with light of stairs, and this weird kind of brain fog, um, like not being able to think right, like maybe you drank too much in the next night. Um, you know, and we think those cognitive deficits have something to do with the viremia and the level. Um, really? But a lot... A lot of a lot of studies going, you know, coming forward. We do know, like with athletes, professional athletes, you may have heard this that um, NBA players and those um, that infected with COVID, we can't thoroughly screen those people um, to make sure that their hearts are going to be able to sustain aggressive activity until they get an echocardiogram, which is an ultrasound of the heart, and we're looking there to see whether there's long-term effects because the virus does affect all muscles. The heart is a muscle. Um, it also gets into your brain and other organs. We know that. So I think, you know, like just like, oh, we thought boxing was fine, and then we realized there's long-term cognitive effects with boxing and football. Um, so, um, you know, these are things um, that we're finding as we go along. Dr. Sandra Gibney's on the phone at 302-529-1017, talking about COVID-19, what to expect, uh, the vaccines, and uh, – and new research coming out. She's in contact with the CDC all the time on this stuff. I want to get to Bob. Uh, Bob, uh, Sandy loves to take your questions. Bring it, Bob. Yes, uh, Dr. McGivney, how long does it take you to get the COVID vaccine? Um, if, you, if you show up and you're part of one of these events, I mean, the actual putting a needle in your arm um, is literally maybe five minutes from the time you sit down. Um, and then basically your arm gets prepped. We ask a few questions about your prior history with vaccination. You get the vaccine in about 30 seconds. And then with this vaccine, because it's so novel um, and we're not really sure how it affects people, we have a period of observation where we watch people for 15 minutes to make sure they don't have any adverse side effects. But the actual process itself of getting vaccinated is easy. Yeah, the hard part is getting in line to actually get that. Bob, thanks. I appreciate the call. Right, because I've been waiting for about two and a half months now, and I haven't heard that uh, I am registered, and I I haven't heard any 
thing from anybody. So but, here's uh, my question, Bob. Have you been going every day a couple times, three times a day, refresh the browser, refresh it? And, yeah, and I've been calling them every day. And, yeah. uh, okay, I so you're on the any, phone I calling them. Any answer. Okay, uh, yeah. Sandra, there are a lot of places where people can get uh, the vaccines and they may not know. For example, I know Westside Medical Center, I think, is doing it. What, what are some other places that are doing this? Westside Medical least. Center does? Well, I give them a call and see if and see if uh, they can get you in there. But uh, Sandy, where else uh, yeah. are are they doing so, this? So um, you know, as time rolls on, more vaccine is becoming available. Therefore, we can offer more vaccines to more people in more locations. But okay. you know, the pharmacies are a good bet. So Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, it's good to check with your local pharmacist. And you, I, I check with the one I deal with, and they don't they don't have it yet. No, they don't have it yet. But, you, but the thing is, get on board to all the places that you could possibly think of uh, to do that. And, okay, uh, yeah, and you'll see places, for example, when you go to coronavirus.delaware.gov, coronavirus.delaware.gov, you'll see a number of different uh, medical centers and, and physicians that are offering this as well, and that's growing. Okay, well, yeah. I, can, uh, I can call the uh, Westside uh, Medical Center. Yeah, they, yeah, now I know they had been doing that. I don't know if they have the vaccine now, but it doesn't hurt to call and find out. All okay, right, good luck. Well, thank you very much. All right, take care. Hang it's in a there, Bob. We're going to get you vaccinated, Bob. It's five two nine one zero one seven. Plus, primary care physicians uh, are are signed up, and uh, many of yeah. them are getting the vaccine to give to their patients as well, right? Yeah, I, I think Bob's having trouble with the internet, maybe, and so calling is probably a little challenging because of just volume. Um, and, you know, we always tell people to go de.gov backslash COVID vaccine, mm-hmm. um, and then they can look there and see. And I encourage people to sign up in as many places as possible and then just keep refreshing and looking because, you know, um, each day those those openings um, open up. And, and, you know, he also, if he goes to a senior center or any place like that, I know Wednesday we're starting at Rose Hill. We'll be vaccinating folks there that go to the senior center. Um, and so a lot of the times we're going to be embedded in the community where seniors live and, uh, you know, go. And uh, I do know that Albertsons and Acme markets, um, they also are going to offer vaccination within their site. So pharmacies, um, Albertsons, um, you know, local senior centers, following the website, we're going to have pop-up places everywhere you know, we had a little hiccup again. Of course, I feel like a broken record, but, you know, we had six million doses that got kind of waylaid because of the weather last week. Um, they guarantee us now, and I got emails saying it's coming, you know, but they, they're loosened up about two of those six million to get here. But there was about a three-day lag of what we would have expected to get vaccines delivered, and we didn't because of the weather. And it wasn't that they weren't available. It was that they couldn't get to the places they were going to go. So, now, Sandy, you, know, you, you just be, yeah, no, you just yeah, mentioned the Rose Rose Hill Community Center, the, but is that just for people who are there, who live there, or right, right. that's for Rose Hill seniors that go to Rose Hill Senior Center? But I'm telling you that Bob is going to, if he's part of a senior center, we're going to be doing this all over, you know. So, you know, that's why pharmacies, local senior center, your doctor, um, and then um, you know, just keep looking at the governmental website because those things are going to constantly change and increase. And, you know, as we're, um, we're going to, we're going to pitch a tent at Rose Hill for the Rose Hill folks out in their draw in their parking lot. And uh, care for MD is going to um, be doing a lot of the vaccinations with us that day. So um, 
Bob's going to hang in there. But I think he has a little bit of a hiccup because he's trying to call as opposed to using some of the media. I, I want to make so something perfectly clear, though, about Rose Hill. Uh, it's going to be yeah, Wednesday, yeah, but can yeah. people just show up, or is it only for the yeah. folks there who are members of the community? Right, right. So that's my point. I don't want people to rush over there because we're not going to be able to help them. It's right. only for those individuals. But going forward, we're going to be places like that. You know, yes, um, not, a, not a bad idea to, to belong to a senior center. Yes, because those are the places that we're going to hit people because we know that they might not have the resources to go on their own and, and yeah. you know, bat around and try to find something. It's exhausting for someone older to be able to, you know, handle the Internet and, and plus do all this. And the Oh, yeah, no, we had stories here. about people in their cars and how terrible was it. Oh, you know, cars, but my dad, know. he belonged to uh, Ellesmere Senior Center as well as the Newark Senior Center and all that. And folks just call up and say, hey, what do I do to be a member, you know, and, Anyway, I want to get to the last call, George, at 302-529-1017 with Dr. Sandra Gibney. George, you're on. Thank you very much. Uh, like everybody else, and I'm advising all the callers that I'm getting to the different websites, I'm registered in about five places, and I'm up all times of the day or night trying to get in, just like everybody else is. No different. My question for you now is, now that FEMA is involved, and I appreciate it, I think it's a great move, is the VAMS registration still relevant? Um, yes. FEMA is uh, just an additional kind of stand-up. Um, you know, it's over downs. They are going to just help us with these mass vaccination events where there's just, like, hurting right. people. Um, but there's still going to be that the opportunity. They're not going to be the only, uh, you know, game in town. They're just one for um, you know, the max vaccinations, but uh, myself and others and and GPH is like doing a, a yeoman share of uh, the vaccination and being out there. So, so no, it's, things are, are still going to continue as prior and it seems just an additional booster um, to help us. And I know in other communities and other states, they're doing the same. Um, so again, I'm, I'm really happy, George, that you're, you know, going to all these places Um you know, because, you know, it's sort of like when we had cabbage patch dolls. And yeah, nobody can get a cabbage yeah. patch doll. You went to every store. You put out, on, got on every waiting list. And, you know, my sister was frantic to get a cabbage patch doll. Well, she got one because my mom was, like, psychotic to get one. But, again, <laughs> gotcha. um, yeah, but honestly, uh, you know, just staying diligent. And, and as time moves forward, like, you're going to get tired of curing from us. You're going to get tired of this. And, you know, our goal is, you know, President Biden is looking like by July to really get a large majority of everybody. And, you know, Johnson & Johnson is, is promising 4 million doses by April. It's a single dose. It, it's easy to store. And, you know, we mentioned that Pfizer has asked the FDA to approve their vaccine now to be stored at, in regular uh, freezers for uh, two weeks, not that ultra super freezer, minus 70 degrees. Right, Fahrenheit. just two weeks in a regular freezer. Hey, okay. we're running yeah. short of time. So, George, I, just... I appreciate the call. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, but we are slap out of time here. Uh, Dr. Gibney, any last words? Yeah, I just I think the main thing is to continue to be vigilant like anything else. You know, do your homework um, and understand that there's people – um, way more learned than myself and way more aggressive that are going to try to help. So just hang in there um, and, uh, you know, continue to do the masking, continue to stay home. If you can't get a vaccine right, right away, then don't expose yourself and make sure that you get the second portion of the vaccine, not just the one. 
And um, and those are the main things. And I would just those are the main things, people. All right, yeah. Dr. Sandra Gibney. No, I always appreciate that. And also, if you're a primary care physician, uh, reach out to yeah. him or her too, because they're getting vaccines as well. Get on Absolutely. all the lists. All righty, Dr. Gibney. Have a great day. Yeah. Thank you so much, doctor.